0: At, uh, at Camp Trinity, which is the Episcopal summer camp in our diocese down in Pine Knoll Shores, each night just before the prayers uh, concludes with a story of the ongoing saga of Danny Dewhammer. He's a ne'er do well, two headed creature that lives in an Airstream trailer at the bottom of the lagoon at Trinity Center. If you're there at the right time, you can see the bubbles coming up from the Airstream trailer. The legend of old Danny Dew goes back to the very beginnings of Camp Trinity in the mid 1980s. It was an unbelievable, uh, and an unbelievable number of the handwritten stories still exist in boxes at Trinity Center. Various camp staff write a new story each day, picking up where their colleagues left off the night before. One of my favorite features is that by the end of the week, every single camper has had their name mentioned in one way or another. And every night, the story ends with a bunch of questions. Many are hypothetical, others are inside jokes, and some are just silly. And on cue each time, the whole of camp chimes in with the conclusion for answers to these questions and questions to these answers Tune in tomorrow night. Well, this week's gospel lesson made the Dewhammer stories cross my mind a few times because there's just all sorts of questions being asked and not a lot of answers. Have you ever noticed how many times Jesus does get asked questions and how many times he offers one right back to people or he offers a response that isn't quite an answer? Nor does it actually get to the question that was asked. Because it's Jesus, we let it pass that he's like, I think what you meant to say was this. And how many times Jesus offers up an answer to a question that people may not have even known they had? There's the story of the woman caught in adultery, the man with a withered hand in the synagogue on the Sabbath, the question about taxes and whose face is on the coin. Maybe you know these stories, or if you don't and you need a refresher, uh, I'll be glad to share the scripture references later and and have a conversation, too. Our gospel passage today is, in many ways, the epitome of that back and forth with Jesus. It's one of the most striking moments to me because the disciples of John John the Baptist have basically asked a yes or no question. They've passed a note in class with a check one box. Are you the one who is to come, or are we wait to wait for another? And Jesus makes a little mark on the note that says, option three. He turns the question back to the askers. It could have been really easy for Jesus to go, it's me, I'm the Messiah. I mean, Matthew even says it in the gospel reading, right? It's me, Jesus, I am the Messiah. Are you happy now? But the hang-up with that answer is that would-be messiahs were all over the place. And most of the time, they were declaring themselves as such, standing on a big rock or a hillside and saying, I am the chosen one. And it did not end well for them. They either got taken out by the Romans or by other zealots, usually pretty fast. There's one story of a guy who stood up on a rock to say that, and then he didn't make it down from the rock. I mean, it was usually a pretty quick uh, conversation after that. Um, But the other reason I think Jesus doesn't give a straight answer is that Jesus is pointing to God as the one through whom all these things are happening. The blind can see. The lame can walk. Lepers are made clean. The poor have good news delivered to them. In other words, all those things that the prophet Isaiah said would come to fruition have finally arrived. And my guess is that if anyone in that crowd knew of Isaiah's words and what it meant for them to be true, it was John and his disciples. All of that hope in the midst of despair, all of that joy in the midst of trouble, triumph in the face of defeat look around says jesus the answer to your question isn't just about me it's about what god is doing in our midst all the time and what god's work in our midst really looks like isn't always what we've convinced ourselves it will be i love jesus's question back to the crowd After John's disciples have gone back to report through the little prison window back to John, Jesus says, So what did you go out into the wilderness to see? I think there's maybe an implied question in there too. Did you find it? Did it look like what you were expecting it to look like? Here on this annual meeting Sunday, I invite us to take a step back and look at Christ's church. And what do we see? And what is it that we are looking for? Within many groups and organizations that we have all are currently or have been a part of, it can be very easy to talk about where we wish it were better or different or like that other group similar to us that's over there. And the church is not immune from that thinking. But we wallow in it to our own detriment. God continues to call us forward to welcome those who are seeking a spiritual home, to advocate for those whom our society castigates or leaves behind. And we can and should always be looking and listening and praying for where God is calling us to continue the divine mission. But when we step back and look at this little piece of God's kingdom, what do we see? What are we looking for? and how often does it look like what we are expecting it to look like you often hear me say that there is never a dull moment at Christ church because it's what happens here but also what happens beyond our walls and our fence that prevent those dull moments from happening it's the hours spent in rehearsals and extra rehearsals by our various choirs for things like lessons and carols and even songs that help us to sing to the glory of God. It's the time and energy of those who teach Christian formation for all ages. It's the energy and the joy we experienced at Vacation Bible School this summer. And it is all the things that make Cookie Walk and Pumpkin Patch the success that they are. And it's the thousands of meals made each year by our two teams at Religious Community Services It's the hundreds of hours of tutoring and mentoring through Growing in Grace here here in our buildings, and then the Craven Literacy Council and Interfaith Refugee Ministry. It's the dedication of many people, both now and in the past, that has sustained Mercy Clinic. And the list goes on. I'm sorry if I didn't mention your favorite ministry. But there are numerous questions that we can and should ask both about our own lives and what direction Jesus is calling this parish to go in. There are questions Jesus is asking us to pay attention to. And I believe that there are answers that Jesus is offering us, too. Like John's disciples, they may not, they may not be the responses we thought we were seeking, but they are most likely the answers that we need. And like the ongoing story of Danny Dewhammer at Camp Trinity, we must continue to tune in, continue to pay attention, continue to listen, to hear what God is saying to us, and to see how God is acting in our lives and in the lives of those around us. Amen.